Shut up and sit down. Hi everybody, welcome back, another episode, Tech Here by Goose.E. This week's going to be a bit different, two very, very interesting topics, big topics. We're going to be talking about digital banking and how banks are faring online, the Irish banks and the new age type of banks. Not our normal type of thing, but it's something we think is very important for people to hear more about, and we hope that it makes things a bit more accessible. Our other big topic of the day is the Cambridge Analytica scandal. It's been all over Channel 4 in the last two days. It's been ever in the news. Really interesting subject, and we're going to talk about how we can do better uh, as consumers for on the likes of Facebook and other social media platforms. What has actually happened, and what do we think is going to happen going forward? Cool. Right. Our guest this week, there's going to be no Dean. He's actually a bit under the weather. So we've replaced him with a good friend of ours and friend of the show, Kim Chubio. Also joining us today is our great and powerful leader, Mr. Martin Meany. Rather than me continuing on waffling, how about this? We just dive right in and get stuck in and figure out everything we need to do on the other side. Hi, Kim. Hi, John. Yay. We got a first guest. It's good. Hi, Martin. Hi, Kim. Hi, uh, John. Hi, Kim. Hi. Okay, so don't you love saying hi? Right, anyway, so let's get stuck in. We're going to lead with digital banking before we shit all over Cambridge Analytica. So, Martin, you know all about the digital (laughs) banking, so if you want to lead the charge. Sure, yeah. Um, Probably a quick disclaimer. I used to work for a bank, which is uh, evil. Yeah, Boo Earns. I I was there for like five months, and then I left because it was a bank. (laughs) Um, Not fun. But yeah, so like there's a shed load of banks out there like there's we got like you know Bank of Ireland AIB Ulster Bank KBC all like the boring Irish banks and now we've got like N26 and Revolut coming onto the yeah. market as well like w- what guys are you with? I'm I'm actually with AIB at the moment um I might this actually couldn't have come at a better time for me because um I finally got rid of my loan with AIB so I'm trying to I'm actually looking at leaving banks and Yay. but the only thing I've, I actually like about AIB with their online app anyways so the um what is it the quick balance that's pretty that's pretty fucking handy especially when you guys that like. is right there I think quick balance sums up everybody's reaction to technology it's like you know we're all about like privacy and security and stuff like that like we I don't want people knowing my banking details but I also don't want to type in my pin to know my balance. So yeah, thanks AIB. Yeah, Sound. and actually about two weeks ago, they added um, fingerprint scanning onto it. So now, now if I was to actually have to re-log into my AIB online bank account, I probably couldn't do it because I don't know the registration number and I don't know the passcode anymore. I, it know, the phone knows my fingerprint and I can get in and figure out what I need to do, which is handy, but probably not my wisest decision ever. Because <laughs> you're Android, right? I am, yeah. That's only a new update yeah, to it because I know... It was Apple only up until literally the last update, which I think was only two or three weeks ago. Because yeah, I yeah. logged in, it was like, do you want to set up your fingerprint? I was like, ooh, yes, yes, I do. Boop, and off we go. It was a good moment. Yeah. A little nergasm. Well, I'm with Ulster. <laughs> with the Ulster Bank app, I'm, I've had the fingerprint up for at least a year. I know. So you're a bit behind on that. I know. And Ulster's not exactly what we'd say the best bank out there. No. But the app looks kind of shitty. It's not that bad. Yeah. 
that was the weird thing about Ulster Bank. Like, they've got all the stuff that AIB and KBC have. Well, not all the stuff KBC have, but most of the stuff that AIB have. And, like, but they they just, I think it's like that dark blue. They just, they, they look less modern or something. Yeah, that's what it's it really is. Weird. It looks archaic. dated, yeah. Yeah. It, it, it probably is that. I mean, banking by its very nature isn't very interesting, so at least kind of make it visually appealing. Appealing, yeah. Yeah. Not not, not like yeah. they can, but that it is what it is. No, to be fair, the fact that it looks older kind of makes it easier to use as well. Like, if you're new to it, let's okay, say, yeah. and you open up your, your app, everything is mm. kind of right, right there, there, you know, like... Yeah, in a burp of very nonsense. simple way, yeah. like too simple even. So yeah, that's like that's one of the really interesting things. So like, okay, so the full disclaimer is permanent TSB is the bank I used to work with, and like, you look at their website and their app, and like they both look like super modern, super slick, like really nice to use. So from a user point of view, like they're really really nice. Yeah. But like, their app last time I checked didn't have fingerprint recognition. Uh, they didn't have Android Pay, Apple Pay, um, like, you know, all this kind of nice stuff to do with them was, like, lacking. And, like, that's when I was with Bank of Ireland as well, and that was horrendous. It's actually, speaking on the Apple and Android Pay piece, um, isn't the Bank of Ireland are the only Irish bank that don't actually have Android or Apple Pay incorporated in that as a standard now? Like uh, them and permanent TSP neither have it. I thought I thought permanent permanent TSP had Android Pay up, but uh, I've been wrong before. So yeah, correct me. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they don't, unless it came in. But and and actually, the funny thing is, some of the other banks that I'm sure we'll get onto, well, whether we get onto them now or in a few minutes, is Revolut and N26. Mm-hmm. Um, N26 had a massive day today. They like closed a. Uh, to use all the lovely tech funding talk, they closed like a series round of funding for like 160 million backed by, was it one of those companies like Zurich or Allianz or someone? Yeah. Huge. Um, but yeah, Allianz and Tencent. And yeah, $160 million worth of, of funding, which is massive for them. But them and Revolut, who are like these two modern tech banks, neither actually offer Android Pay or Apple Pay as far as I know. You know, I know N26 were talking about Apple Pay, but... Yeah. So, like, you look at the the Irish banks, and, yeah, like you said, Bank of Ireland offer absolutely nothing in the way of innovation for customers. Yeah, it's here's your bank details, here's your bank account, here, off you go, go. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Their, their app is horrendous. Their online banking is terrible. Um, you can't really do a whole lot with it. At least permanent TSP looks nice, so they've got that going for them. But then you get into like Ulster Bank then, who is like the Bank of Ireland permanent TSB hybrid that looks terrible but has all the innovation. Yeah. Uh, AIB, I think, are probably right up there. Um, it's really a dogfight between them and KBC for the best Irish bank, I think. And KBC, obviously, they're the ones I'm with now. I didn't really mention much until now. I've written about them in the past. I think they're, they had a bit of a blip with me with the, the onboarding app that didn't work and it turned into three phone calls and email and... It kind of it wasn't really smooth, but then like since I've been with them, like they're been using Google Pay, uh, which is sorry, I should actually highlight Android Pay is now Google Pay. But yeah, so you have KBC that do like bloody everything. Like they, they have Google Pay, um, they have uh, Apple Pay, then they also have Fitbit Pay, which uh, nobody has. Yeah, that's only new. I got the e- I actually got an email from Fitbit 
recently because I'm one of those dickheads who wears a Fitbit all the time. <laughs> Don't put it to use at all. I, I do. I, I wear I the only time I actually find any use for it is when I go football train because I'm weird. I have a look at it from the previous week and see if I'm actually running as much. The answer is generally no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, actually, off the back of our Six Nations, some people might be wondering what those little bulges in the back of the, the rugby player shirts are. It's kind of what you're doing. It's like the GPS trackers yeah. for stuff. Yeah. I think I've actually seen the, the Wexford hurling team are using them. How crazy is that? They're still terrible. Yeah. I mean, that's actually a topic we probably, I think we probably should get into is like the technology that's in sports because like, yeah. I have. Oh, yeah. Like it definitely because like VAR is going to be at the next World Cup, right? Yeah. They only announced that actually this week. And then you've obviously got the boots with the tracking. You've got obviously the the goal line technology, which came off the back of the last one of the previous World Cups when England went out to Germany, and that kind of got a big push on that. You've got the rugby tech, and if the likes yeah. of hurlers are picking it up now, if the GA are starting to use technology in in, in player performance and improvements, you know it's got to the point yeah. where it's mainstream because the GA don't pick up anything until <laughs> until they really 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 think they have to oh you're going to have a lot of angry people pointing out uh video refereeing or the the hawkeye coming into hurling before it came into football well yeah no well that's true oh well played well, um, well played <laughs> I'll, yeah, I'll jump back i, I was dance. about to say don't take on a culty but you're a culty as well yeah well would you yeah well it's it's outside of dublin so yeah it counts <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're more rugby land i guess but yeah anyway back the the banking yeah, side yeah, of things back, back back to our normal programming <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah um so yeah quick recap bank of ireland yeah shocking aib are pretty good uh permanent tsb are like weirdly floating around in the middle somewhere uh but the, yeah then you have these like disrupting banks uh which is number 26 and revolute or sorry number 26 is now N26. I don't know why they rebranded. But, um, so they're like a, a kind of a, a German bank, but they're an EU bank. So they don't really have base anywhere. They're based everywhere. Um, so it's really weird. Like signing up, you do a Skype call or a kind of a Skype call thing. You hold your passport up wait, to the, your selfie camera. And, wait, 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 wait. You, you have, you do a Skype call with a banking agent and you just like wave your paperwork in his face. Yeah. Like, as far as I'm concerned, that guy that was on the Skype call, he might not have been wearing pants. I'm not sure. <laughs> it just looked like a guy in his sitting room. It was the weirdest thing. Where do I sign up? Like I don't know, no, but no, I'm, no. I'm not even sure I was wearing pants. <laughs> do you ever, though? Yeah, this is true. This is true. O only during you know, the hours of 9 to 5. <laughs> when necessary, when legally mandated. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so... <laughs> but, like, it's... It was such a weird experience because, like, traditionally, doing anything with banks is horrendous. Like, today I got, I turned into that guy and I got, like, a marketing, I got a letter from one of, one of the Money Money banks I'm a member with, um, or formerly a member with, and I was like, why did I get a marketing message? I'm no longer a customer. And I was, like, trying to contact them on Twitter to say, can you just make sure you remove me from your marketing lists or whatever like that? And they were like, oh, we can't do that on Twitter. We have to call you. And then they called me and it's like, oh, we can't locate you. You have to go to a branch. And I was like, oh, this is everything that's wrong with banking. I like with KBC, I remember when I joined them, I needed to check something with my credit card. And it was like 10 past nine at night. And I jumped onto web chat and got something solved like within two minutes. Handy. Like, 
that was insane. So like number 26, to sign up, you don't even have to go to a branch. Technically with KBC, you can do the same. It just didn't work for me, unfortunately. I'm sure they've ironed out the kinks by now. Actually, on, the, on, on N26, our, our mate, he's actually, he goes to the UK and back a lot because his girlfriend lives abroad now. And actually off the back of the article that you wrote on N26, he actually went up and signed up for it. And he's been saying it's made going over and back a lot easier because obviously no banking charges for withdrawing money over there and you know just the simplicity of it all basically so you know there's a nice little yeah and that's like a, another thing it's like somehow you're sidestepping loads of fees and like it's crazy like it's 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 so hard to believe that we kind of put up with banking for so long as being like like what you said banking's not sexy it's boring it actually doesn't really have to be like n26 when i make a transfer or if I buy something in the shops, it classifies it in the app as being groceries or lunch or whatever. And then so at the end of the month, I can kind of look back and see what I've been spending all my money on. It's like a, a budget made for you. Yeah. You kind of yeah, exactly. That's very good. Yeah, I could probably do it something like that, you know, <laughs> on a ghost wage. I, should, I really need to be yeah. managing my money. That's two weeks you've mentioned the goose wage, less of it. <laughs> Look, just throw a bang crisp between myself and Dean and let us fight to see who wins it. It's going to be me. <laughs> <laughs> it's food involved, yes. I'm a lot hungrier. <laughs> yeah, actually, but like, wasn't, you were actually saying, um, I know we were discussing this recently about the PSD2, and that seems to be where a lot of big changes have happened with online banking over the last couple of years in general, because... It's because of that now that basically, as you said, you'll have you you've banked up a lot. That fair to say? Yeah. So with PS the PSD two, you've been able to get apps like Wallet or Mint, and you can manage like multiple bank accounts from the one source. Yeah, and and even you're supposed to be able to. My understanding is manage one bank account within your other bank account so it might not even have to be a third party app like you should be able to see all your details in bank of ireland from permanent tsb or whatever um like there's there's a lot of letters coming this year that are going to be super not sexy to talk about psd2 actually psd2 is pretty sexy because it's got a number in there as well and then gdpr Um, and gdpr which i'm sure we'll touch a bit on later on but uh two super non-sexy topics to talk about like this is probably this could potentially be the most boring podcast we've done so far because we're talking about banking and, yeah, well, the other thing that happened. Yeah. Um, well, they're important, thing, they're important things to talk about and we'll, we'll try and make it make sense and, as ever, be our weird in ourselves while we do it. Exactly, exactly. Um, but like the, I suppose the, the cool thing about... So I'm just trying, looking back at my notes here and pretty much the, the other big thing to mention with the likes of Revolut is... So obviously N26 is the same, but Revolut for some reason I think really excels at this. Is So they've got all like this massive tech in there. Like Even you can buy cryptocurrencies in Revolut if you want to. I'm still sitting on Litecoin. Flashback to previous time we talked about cryptocurrency. Remember cryptocurrencies were a thing for a while. Uh, yeah, that's kind of disappeared again, hasn't it? Yeah, Dean stopped talking about it, so I, I presume <laughs> he's lost a substantial amount of money by now. That or he's forgotten about it, and then in about six months, <laughs> and about six months' time we'll see him like you know, sailing down the Shannon on some weird-looking boat-like thing <laughs> that he now lives on because, you know, why not? Kim, did you did you get sucked into cryptocurrencies at all? 
Look, I've never really had much of an interest in it, so I won't talk about it. Yeah, you're you're probably better off avoiding that whole like thirty four minute wave that swept through Ireland of people investing in cryptocurrencies. Yeah, we really jumped down that rabbit hole. <laughs> That's another thing that you could actually um you can do through Revolut is randomly just invest in cryptocurrencies. But like if you're shopping online, so obviously we're big advocates of the likes of e-commerce, like you know, shopping on Amazon, on any of the Irish stores, eBay, um, off name off some other Irish stores like Elvis, whatever. I won't name who like I like shopping for, on I shopping on <laughs> you are? I won't name my day job because I can't be that guy. You <laughs> <laughs> can't be that guy. Shameless plugs. But like yeah, if if you're like ordering stuff online these days, like there was a massive breach, and again, another company I know we all love, OnePlus. Oh yes. Um, they had a massive cock up. No, Kim, Kim like, didn't like that. Kim didn't like the word OnePlus. Ah, uh, look, <laughs> I won't mention my day job either. Ah, uh, well played. <laughs> Touche. But yeah, so like OnePlus basically had got hacked, and like loads of people's details were taken. And the weird thing is, I actually know a guy that was involved, and like you know, you you think it never happened. It never happens to you or it never happens to people you know, but like literally bought off the OnePlus site and got like loads of money taken and, and shit. Um, so yeah, like, and if it's kind of, I think it's really good practice that if you are shopping online that you have a, a secondary account, like something like Revolut where you can just top it up with whatever you need. Because like with the likes of Revolut and N26, they give you like a MasterCard that's the exact same as what any of the Irish banks would give you. You can use it in shops. You can shop online with it. You can top it up. You can transfer money in and out of it. I have yet to meet somebody who trusted enough to get their wages put directly into it, but they will like use it for like day to day transactions or online transactions. It just means that if somebody does like swipe your credit card details, but it's your Revolut card, it doesn't really matter as much. You just kind of chuck it away. You might lose twenty quid or something like that. Would you not put your wages into it? Oh God, no, no. <laughs> it, it's it's weird. Like I love tech, but I still don't trust these like cloud banks. Yeah, I mean, this is the thing, as you said, like with the OnePlus and the data and the data breach and what we're literally going to probably hop on to the next like two minutes about, you know, data breaches. It is a case of, even though realistically, AB, Bank of Ireland, Nutsa Bank, Permanent TSB, name, name any of them you want, where's all that information being stored? Probably in a cloud of some, some sort, probably. of some sort. But yet, because we see an app that doesn't have a storefront, we go... Hmm, maybe not. Then again, let's not forget that sometimes cloud can be safer. Because I think it was, I, I could be wrong on this. I'm pretty sure AIB actually had a data breach where one of their employees left a box of files in a car park. Yeah, Aww. and it's not exactly as if Irish banks are, you know, have a great reputation either. You know, they, they've, you know, even in recent history, they haven't exactly been the best behaved guys in the world. But yet we still trust them to look after our money. Better. Oh, to to protect us to protect us legally, I did just Google that, and indeed it was AIB. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so like you know, sure. I'm in a couple of years' time, maybe you know, if Revolut or start like Revolut, for example, they are, they actually offer uh, travel insurance if you're a premium member. So like you you get like if something happens to me on holidays, I'm covered. And the really interesting one is um, in every European country except Ireland for some reason. They actually offer gadget insurance for all their customers. Mm. Yeah, which is something we're definitely going to have to talk about well, uh, we've maybe actually, next week. Uh, yeah, next week. I think we've already spoken to Gary about 
he's going to hop on next week and we're going to talk everything phone protection and ah. insurance. So maybe we might dip the sporting side of things into that as well and make those, those are topics yes. for next week. So, you know, there you go, people. Now you know what we're talking about next week. So, so next week's going to be a lot more fun than this week. Yeah, I mean, look, sometimes we have to do, sometimes we have to do the informative ones and next week we're going to have fun. Next week we're going to smash it. Yeah. We're going to get a hammer and we're going to break toys. We're not. (laughs) We can't afford the toys. (laughs) (laughs) We might, who knows. They're not our toys. (laughs) (laughs) Well played. Actually, right. So do we think it's a good time to move on to the... Cambridge Analytica because I know we've all been doing a lot of research and think this is a very interesting topic <laughs> what you think yeah so, yeah let's do it so before we jump off if I w- because I'm changing banks I'm going to ask the two of you what bank should I go to purely for their online I'm going to say listen to Martin on this because I also need a new bank <laughs> <laughs> Cool. Well, that, that's kind of fair because I think I have joined. Is there is there actually a bank I haven't been a member of in the last twelve months? I've actually I've never been a member of AIB, um, but I've heard really good things. Like we said, John, about the the quick balance, people seem to love that. Yeah. Um, really happy to hear they have Google Pay now because that was really annoying they didn't have that. Yeah. If I was to recommend any bank, like I know if you look, there's an article there where I give out about them quite a lot because they got my hopes up and they dashed them. And you don't do that to me when it comes to tech. <laughs> but KBC are phenomenal. Um, like to be able to get your problem solved through web chat at like 10 past nine at night, um, to have uh, Google Pay, to have uh, Apple Pay, um, even to have the innovative innovative stuff like... Um, the, the Fitbit Pay, like, sure, not everybody's going to be using it, but if you do have a Fitbit-compatible device, it's great to have it. Like, oh, I'm looking forward to getting a new Android Wear watch just so I can use Google Pay on my on my, on my my watch. Because, like, to be honest with you, I very rarely take my card out of my pocket anymore. Uh, not because I'm cheap. Um, it's because I like paying with my phone. Um, but, yeah, like, if it, if, com- if it comes to purely technological... And to be honest, everything else I've seen is pretty good with them too. Like I even saw this week, they're like slashing mortgage rates. Yes, I just mentioned mortgage rates on the podcast. We're go- we're going there. It's that boring. Oh God. <laughs> oh, God. oh God, we're going down a rabbit hole. We got to get back out of. Jump, um, jump. But yeah, no, K- K- KBC would, um, I-, I really can't fault them. I've been with them now about six months and yeah, I'm loving them. Cool. So N26, I'll uh, decide to throw my wages into them and see what happens. <laughs> oh, and if, if you wanted to choose between N26 and Revolut, N26. I'd probably say Revolut. Oh, really? I would have thought I would have said you would have gone N26, but no. Yeah, they've been around. I think they've been around a little bit longer, but like the fact that they haven't really innovated as much as Revolut, Revolut just looked like they have a lot more going on. Um, there is a, I'm not sure what their name is. There is another bank planning to actually enter Ireland soon. Um, I didn't mean for that to sound so sexual. Um, <laughs> no, continue. I like it. <laughs> uh, I'm just looking through my Twitter DMs here because I remember talking to them at some stage. What are you doing? This is the longest segue ever as I'm waiting for my Twitter DMs to open. Uh, Starling Bank. There you go. There they are. They will be opening in Ireland sometime 
in the future. They didn't give me any details other than that. But they are on the way. So something else to keep an eye out. It just goes to show that if Bank of Ireland don't start innovating sometime soon, they're going to be closing the front doors. Oh, there'll mm. still be all the oldies around to be in Bank of Ireland. Yeah, between, between, mattresses, between money and mattresses. Right, so Kim, the Cambridge Analytica oh, scandal. Because, because we literally just sat down and watched the second half of that... Uh, <sighs> how to describe it nicely giant shit show that, <laughs> that yeah. is the Cambridge Analytica scandal what do you make of it? I don't even know where to start with that like give us an, an overview of the situation first because you'll be better at explaining yeah so from from what I was gathering on it essentially Cambridge Analytica are a company who were who, who found a loophole in the Facebook security feed i guess and use the likes of apps you know those stupid game things of joe you're going to die when or what kind of spoon are you yeah what yeah you know, that, <laughs> what kind that of kind of stuff it's like what kind of dog would you like to smell yeah that's <laughs> uh, i would so do that quiz <laughs> so, <laughs> Me so, too. so would i even knowing what i know i would do the quiz yep what kind of dog would you, you like to smell? You already know what dog you'd smell. I do know what kind of dog I'd smell. Okay. A freshly washed chihuahua. Wow. All right. <laughs> I'd be the same, slightly damp Westy. Ew. Slightly damp? Please never say yeah. that It's again. the smell of Kilkenny. It's like home. <laughs> I was going to go more towards a poodle, but I mean... Mm, look at you. <laughs> Very fancy. <laughs> and see, this is exactly the problem. People get fascinated by these stupid questions. Exactly. <laughs> and, and basically, long story short, getting it all back on track, we all got we, people get sidetracked by these type of quizzes. This company would essentially mine that data and the data of friends and family of people who do those quizzes and then sell them off to the highest bidder, namely politicians in America. Not naming names, Trump. 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 Cruz. He spent a solid five million on him. I actually think Dracula Cruz. Yeah, I think the only politician in the last election who doesn't seem to have been affected and doesn't seem to have paid money hand over fist for people's personal information that wasn't really their right to get hold of in the first place was Bernie Sanders. Yeah, his name wasn't involved anyway. No, not hopefully. I'd hopefully not yet. Hillary was God damn, he's perfect in every way. <laughs> I know. And yet they still wouldn't vote him. Well, of course not. He's nice. Yeah. He doesn't like people shooting each other. Maybe no, he, if he had bought some personal data off of the people, you know. <laughs> this he could is also it. one push things towards. But actually, isn't that kind of the problem with it? If all the rest of them are doing it, don't you kind of have to almost follow suit because then you get left behind? And this is the problem with this kind of thing, that they found the loophole. Facebook are getting slammed left, right and centre. Oh, I... Th- I have an interesting take on Facebook's placement in this. I don't think it's really their fault. And hear me out on this, because Cambridge Analytica found found a loophole. It's the same way with I'm gonna I'm gonna say it that you know Lidl and Talent it wasn't made digger proof. Facebook. Was. <laughs> 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 You can try all you like to protect yourself as much as you like and there'll always be somebody yeah. who tries to find the loophole and they did. Funny, Just a funny sidetrack on that, completely not tech-related. Did somebody drive a digger through a McDonald's today? Yeah, yeah. In Castle Troy? Yeah. Oh. Yes, they did. They did. Um, 
this is morning. Is this a dangerous new trend sweeping the country or what? Look, man, if, if chicken nuggets are on the line, you do what you got to do. <laughs> <laughs> Where's my barbecue sauce? <laughs> if they're charging 15 cent for that, like, you know, it's, I'm taking a break with me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry, John, I took away from your, uh, my, your rant about Facebook there. Yeah, uh, as I was saying, yeah. Anyway, so I don't personally think it's Facebook's fault. Yes, I do. I think... That they probably could have done a bit more in terms of analyzing their software or their program in general to see if those kind of loopholes were there. But as I said, that, you know, any type of business like this that works with information with data, you're always going to have some body who tries to find a way around. Unfortunately, Facebook being the scale and size and the mo- and the monster of a company that it is, you're you know, on. these guys found a way of mass collecting this kind of data and selling it off to the highest bidder in fairness to facebook they've changed a lot of their regulations on the site even in the they last 48 hours very quickly. you were saying this to me yeah 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 no they immediately um got rid of any cambridge analytical association and they immediately found a way to kind of uh increase the security security on um customer data let's say yeah. um, so i mean i think they are trying yeah like I can see where people are coming from on, you know, oh, Mark Zuckerberg, how dare you, you know, Facebook, we trusted mm. you. But at the same time, it's like, why did you trust Facebook? Like, yeah. What yeah. are you doing with your life? Yeah, like, it's, it, it is true. And like, even even on that, it was a case of, you know, there. I think there has to be a level of personal responsibility we all take upon ourselves with this as well. And especially with the GDPR thing that's coming up, you know, it's our personal data. It's our responsibility yeah. to manage ourselves as best we can, but it is also the company's responsibility to be transparent with it. And with Facebook, the way they were previously, you could turn off your, uh, you Joe, you could turn off your ad preferences. You could block notifications from the likes of these type of quizzes. You do have a, <laughs> a security audit that you can do through the app itself. It's not like they don't have security p- p- things in place, but we all, it, myself included, have kind of chosen, you know, kindly chosen to ignore them a lot of the time for the experience of the app as itself. And now we're seeing that in the hands of of the the bad guys what can be done with that information you know yeah i think you're absolutely absolutely nailing it um like sure facebook have done wrong cambridge analytica have done terrible wrong and like whatever research company acted in the middle has done wrong um i think facebook were way too slow to act um like i think there was back in 2011 this was flagged to them actually in ireland funnily enough yep uh, to the Irish Data Protection Commission, which is another fun thing to talk about. Um, and then, yeah, they just didn't really act really quickly. But at the same time, you know, this all starts with people wanting to do a quiz that that says you're, what kind of spoon you're going to be. or Yeah, like it's something really stupid and it's like completely pointless. And it's that really annoying kind of viral side of Facebook. And like, uh, I'm, I, I'm still kind of on the fence. I'm like... Yeah, it's kind of people's fault, but at the same time, Facebook has a... But the, here's where it's interesting. It's not illegal. Technically, the, 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 the data mining in itself, the way they gathered the data, technically is not illegal. It's shady as shit, but it's not illegal. Yeah. Like, you had to give your permission, because in all of those quizzes, you answer the stuff, you get the giant loading page with a giant blue button going, you know, give us access to X, 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 and X, 
and you'll get your response. Nobody reads the X, X, X and X. You just hit, give me my response. I want to see what I want to be. And you've- Yeah, I think the, 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 the width there were like, you know, where they, they could get 50, the data of 50 million people from, I think it was 270,000 quizzes. Yeah. But like that, that's the bit that's massively wrong, that they could, it wasn't just the people that consented. It was also all their friends, all their family, yeah. or who had all the friends and family that had certain privacy settings disabled. Like that's where it gets really, really bad. That's like where that's and also what you're doing with the data afterwards because you can't sell data to a third party. You just can't. Like, well, you can. <laughs> you shouldn't. No, but like not like that, Joe. If they've consented to it and that that it's for like, and this is the thing with the, I guess with the, the upcoming GDPR laws about your transparency on data processing. So here's what we do with it. Here's what it'll be used for. And if we give it to any third party companies, here's why. Exactly. Like, and like, yeah, I think the fact that GDPR has just come up on a consumer tech podcast, like this is massive. Like I remember seeing a a tweet last week that people in a coffee shop were talking about GDPR. Like this is what's going to start happening. Everyday people who just use the internet are actually now starting to look into data privacy, how their data is protected online. They're going to start asking companies more questions about, well, why do you actually need this? And I remember years ago when I worked in a phone shop, somebody told me that um, the only thing worse than not taking enough data to set a phone up is taking too much data. Um, and that was a good couple of years ago. That man was a trailblazer. Do I know who that guy uh, is? Not, funny, I think you do, but I it's do. not who you think. <laughs> Oh, oh, that's a game I want. I'm going to have a play with later now. Um, but like that's a it's it's going to become really. Huh? <laughs> Who said the line? I'll be playing that game with you tonight at some stage. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I think it's it's like this is a a kind of a flashpoint. I think where this is the could it be like the the Watergate of our generation where we actually get to see something go crazy in the media because of what a government has done or because of what a company has done like has it couldn't in in a horrible sense it could happen it couldn't have happened at a better time if that may, it, or, or, in the in the, yeah. in the most hor- like in the most horrible sense it, it couldn't have happened at a better time because the the, the law is changing to it obviously an eu directive regulation like whatever yeah. way you want to call it in literally about six weeks time to- it's a hilar- it's hilarious timing it's it's it, for all those involved, it's it's unfortunate, but you know you were a dick. You you deserve it. Yeah, and now it's a flashpoint, and there's already the the structure in place to stop that happening going forward. So you're kind of like, okay, so this is why we needed to fix this, and there uh, there's already a solution. So that's you know at least that's good out of it. But on the other side, it's a shame that it had to happen at such a large scale for people to you know pick up and realize what's going on with it i guess no i have to say i'm still a bit disappointed at the fact that um people's political view political views were able to be swayed based on data from quizzes like would you be a man and what would you look like yeah do you want to go into into that a bit actually uh well (laughs) so like when they collected the data it was a case of they were basically selling it to like political groups Mm -hmm. so that they could target these people or... Yeah, exactly. So it, it's kind of like a, you gather data um, depending on the outcome. Um, you use almost emotional extortion to sway people to vote one way or the other. I mean, 
and mostly it was uh, towards conservative agenda. <clears throat> cough, cough on that. Ooh, I get it. Okay, fair enough. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, it is a big point that it was a case of what was it micro targeting people. So it was you'd be embedding propaganda and ads that would relay towards an emotional response for a particular political view to hopefully get them to vote in a particular way. And on an Irish standpoint, it's actually happening here. So if anybody thinks that this is just a stateside problem, have a look again, because I think, Martin, you only just updated your article on on this topic in the last half hour, detailing what's going on in Ireland with this. Yeah, so there's there's two articles on the, the Goose side at the minute. There's um, the first one, which is kind of like the Cambridge Analytica, everything you need to know and how it affects you. Um, and that includes some a statement that we actually got from the DPC earlier on. The DPC being the Data Protection Commissioner, um, who is going to be working overtime for the next while. Um, so that's the first article. Uh, the second one then is actually um, looking at yeah how it affects Ireland because obviously we've got the a big massive uh, Eighth Amendment referendum coming up, and you know like it's kind of I'd like to always kind of weigh in on big movements like this in Ireland but as a tech site you know you don't want to just come in and start talking about repeal the 8th for no reason um, but this is a, like a really relevant thing to weigh in on so it's apparently there's a company in the in the UK that so the the Brexit vote was influenced in a very similar manner to the US vote so Cambridge Analytica influenced the US vote and a very similar company that we're not hearing a whole lot about yet so we're not sure how their data processes work or uh, what data they're basing all their stuff on, but it's called uh, what's it called? Canto. Canto, and it was set up by an ex. Would I be correct in saying a VP of Cambridge Analytica? Mm. He's definitely some guy that was with Cambridge Analytica, and he would have been re- reasonably high up. I'm not saying he was the the top dog, but he would have been an a name in the company. We'll say. Yeah. So this dude, Thomas Borwick. Um, was involved with Cambridge Analytica and then he set up Canto mm-hmm. and then Canto influenced the Brexit vote in a similar manner in a similar manner to what uh, the Trump vote was influenced by so what's happening well what, what apparently is happening is that whether it be in Ireland or abroad anti-abortion uh, campaigners have started pooling together all their, their cash and they've gotten the likes of Canto on board to do a very similar campaign again to spread disinformation, targeting people on social media um, and basically trying to gather steam against the repeal movement. Um, now, look, I'm all for people having an open debate about this. I'm all for people voting whichever way they believe. But there can't be disinformation spread across social media like that because, like, look, I think... The rise of Trump was white, angry men. Yeah. Uh, white, angry old men. Um, the Brexit movement, you could, I think, pretty safe to say, white, angry old men. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd hate to see what is a genuinely great movement in Ireland in the repeal of the eighth campaign. Obviously, I'm flying my flag on this one. But what is a great movement, I'd hate to see that fail because either a lack of voter turnout or there was an, an underestimate, an underestimated, um, like just because like say our last great mo- referendum was the S vote, just cause that happened that 
oh, we're almost guaranteed to get this one across the line, then less people turn up to vote and stuff. Uh, but it's just to remember, there is things like external influence on voting happening in Ireland. There will be campaigns run with disinformation about abortions, and they're going to be very against abortions, and they're going to be pro-retaining the Eighth Amendment. And just to be very aware that if you if you can vote in the country, get out and have your, your vote heard. Um, because, yeah, like it's, it's, this isn't just something that happens in the UK. It's not just something that happens in the US. It's happening yeah. here in Ireland. And like propaganda, whether we like it or not, has been something that people have always used down, down the years to try influence people with misinformation or versions of the truth, if you want to call it that. In America, for, for the longest time, they used the print media newspapers to spread their mm-hmm. bullshit messages. In Germany, back in a long, long time ago, they were very well known for spreading fa- mm. false messages to keep people on their side and pushing their agenda. And essentially, we're now at a point, I think, where social media is becoming the new frontier of that almost where people are pushing their agendas and using essentially rather than doing it mass produced with from a newspaper or targeting a select or a wider audience what they're able to do with social media they couldn't do then was they could target you as the person yourself and that's where it gets really dangerous in my eyes because they can figure out what you like, what you do from what you're doing online and all these stupid quizzes that you're doing. And then they can get the message that they need to get to you to influence your decision going forward. And if you put that across Facebook's, what, how many million, billion people across the board? I mean, you're talking, put it like this, I wouldn't like to see Kim Jong-il or, or Joseph Stalin to have total control over a, a software like that. <laughs> yeah, like it's... it's. You're one, dict- you're one dictator away from being screwed. Yeah, it's it's like what I said in the article. You know, there's a in the run up to any election or referendum, there's there's always going to be swing votes. Like there's going to be people that are on the fence, and you know, if if you catch somebody who's whether they're naive or vulnerable, and you hit them with a message that really resonates with them, just because you know how to influence them, and it doesn't necessarily have to be true. And like you know, we've seen from the videos, and like if 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 you haven't, if anybody listeners haven't checked this out already, you know, go to Channel Four, uh, go to our site, you'll see all these um. Uh, these videos coming out from the Channel 4 news team. Um, Channel 4 news team, is that the Anchorman team? Uh. <laughs> 60% of the time, it works every time. Because this Channel 4 news team sounded like something I shouldn't say out loud. It sounds like I'm taking the piss. I just have Anchorman quotes going, running through my head right now. <laughs> I have a trident! <laughs> Your trident will be data protection, my friend. Hey, um, hey, hey. Hey, oh. Um, okay, quickly. Anchorman quotes, one each. No. Oh, don't be like that. Give me one. No. Martin? I, I actually don't like Anchorman, sorry. I'm going to be the dean in this situation and say, oh, I don't like that movie. We got rid of one cranky old man and we've replaced him with you. Yeah, I'm oh. basically a cranky old man. He's only actually off tonight because he's a bit, a bit chic, I think. But anyway, Martin, give me an Anchorman quote. Um, I'm not sure if this is actually in the movie or the outtakes, but it's when Champ Kind wakes up. Or he comes in and he's like, I woke up in a Japanese family's rec room and they would not stop screaming at me. <laughs> and that's my own personal favourite. I actually, I think that's actually in the movie because then in the outtakes is where Brick says, I pooped a squirrel. <laughs> and then he says, I ate a chocolate squirrel. 
And I'm pretty sure that didn't make the movie. I think. That just sounds like something you'd say on an everyday life, John. It's not far from the truth. <laughs> anyway, I'm in a real glass case of emotion on this topic. Wait, back to the... <laughs> oh, well, bringing it all back in. What I find really funny is um, we all make jokes about fake news. And, you know, how Trump uses the term fake news. And mm. then he's involved in this huge thing. Propaganda push, yeah. Where literally it's fake news that are being pushed through the buzz eyeballs thanks to his money. Like, Yeah. Yeah, like it's... Like you look at the the videos that came out last night of the your man Nix from Cambridge Analytica. He was kindly sacked this evening, I believe. Yeah, he uh, he's uh, suspended, I think. Oh, well, um, he's getting fired. Yeah, exactly. He's he's on gardening leave. Um, they so yeah, like they have this thing of of this guy called Turnbull, who's like an executive of, of Cambridge Analytica, and he's talking about it, going, "Oh, like there's there's limits to what we do and stuff like that, and we wouldn't go." too far and then your man Nix just comes in and is like oh we'll do whatever we have to do we'll video people we'll entrap people we'll, we'll catch people meanwhile he's being secretly video camera doing exactly what he, what said, he, he said he would do like to everybody it was, it was it was poetically beautiful it was but to see that like this is the level that they'll go to and that this is the influence that they have it's huge and like it's it's completely it's completely fucking with democracy. Like, pardon the French, but... If only it's Kim Cameron's ma- room when Heinrich Himmler was doing all his nonsense. That would be just... That, <laughs> now, that would have been justice, because you're like, oh, oh, really then? Well then, ha-ha, victory. Game over, like... Yeah. But, like, you know, it's... it's they found a way to break democracy, which is sad. Yeah, don't like it. Not at all. To be fair, though, like... Um, the political game has become a free-for-all as, as long as money is involved. So yep. if I put myself in the positions, like I have all of this information that could be beneficial and I can make big bucks on it, would you not do it? And I think this is part of the thing, like with the American electoral system, maybe the way it is, it's more, it's not a, even about the person or the message. It's about how much money they can highest raise bidder. and it's essentially highest bidder becomes the president. And with the, bre- and with the Brexit vote, in England, it was a more fear-mongering than anything else, really. Yeah. So it doesn't matter, regardless of the circumstances on either side of the pool, yeah. where 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 there's a will, there's a way to get the results you want. That's how it's working across the board, though. Like, it's the same with Spain and the whole, you know, separation, blah, blah, blah. And but I won't get much into it because I'll get very passionate. But um, basically, you, you induce fear into people. And make them think that there's only one way to go, and then that's the way that it goes. Yep. You know, and somebody pays for that. And the pe- well, the, the, the company who's paying big time are Facebook. Forty five billion they've lost in shares in the last forty eight hours. Oh, it's insane. Yeah. Forty five. But like, there's there was a really interesting point you made earlier on there, John, as well about like the if like if your competitor is doing it, you kind of have to do it too to keep up. Yep. Um, and just given the week that's in it with Formula One coming back and great great article on Formula E to be read over on the blog, by the way. Little shameless plug. Um, a couple of years ago, like you know the way you used to have cigarette sponsorship in, in, in Formula One yeah. and um then basically that got banned and generally kind of all around the world cigarette advertising got banned. Yeah. Um and what actually happened was cigarette sales continued to climb 
because people were addicted. Of course, they, they kept on smoking. Yeah. It's only now we're starting to see like less cigarettes. Um, but like <laughs> you've the two of us going. Whoa. <laughs> but what happened was because all the cigarette advertisers basically couldn't advertise. Yeah. They were still selling, but nobody was spending, and they were all making more money. <laughs> so it was like this. Like nobody suffered because everybody had a level playing field. So I think what I'm trying to say is why don't they just like make social campaigning, just rule it out, make it that nobody can do it. Um, I know obviously if there's external factors, I don't know how they'd kind of manage it, but I think that's the way things like this are going is that they're just going to have to be like social campaigning is illegal or something like that. I don't, I don't have a problem with social campaigning as long as the information is, is legit. I mean, for myself, I know, like, with obviously the upcoming referendums and all this kind of jazz, like, I'd like, I'll be doing a bit of researching and reading on my own behalf, you know, to kind of shape what I'm thinking on it and how I'm going to decide, I guess, going forward. But, like, Joe, when you're going online and now now you're not sure whether you can trust the information that you're getting or not, that's where it's becoming a bit more difficult. I mean, if if it was a case of maybe some screening process where like when we were in college, we all had to cite our references. Why did it? Why? it yeah. Here's the thing. Um, it's, yeah, actually it's so true. Easier to get references. No, like we have mankind's information in our pocket constantly all day long. And instead of using that to our advantage, we're actually Can't getting fed porn. information from Facebook and accepting that as the truth. Yeah. So the question is whether we're te- using the technology that we have to our advantage, or if we were just getting, dumber on purpose like that's just a personal choice really mm-hmm. and actually there was a really sad thing that happened during the week um well actually the fact that i'm a nerd this makes this sad most people would kind of not care but youtube made this like um Don't even get announcement that where <laughs> <laughs> exactly but youtube made this announcement where they were like anywhere where there's like a youtube video that has some questionable content or that might be a hate video or something like that they're going to have like Wikipedia information automatically pulled in. Um, and it's like going to inform people of like a more balanced view and stuff, which is a cool idea. Um, except YouTube, which is obviously owned by Google, which is Alphabet, which is a massive, huge company, mm-hmm. um, who, to be honest, they're getting away really lightly in all this. They just haven't messed up too much yet. But um, they, so like YouTube is this massive company with loads of money. Um, and they never told Wikipedia that they were going to start doing this. So, like, this Wikipedia is an open source uh, thing that's run by don- donations from the public. And I'm very in, in their debt for my degrees. <laughs> yes, I, I think we're, we're all in debt. I think I actually did donate uh, five euros to Wikipedia when I, when I graduated from, my, from college. Yeah, I was actually I was like, that's, the, the that's all, all I can afford, but you deserve it. Um, just mooch off of them and give nothing back nice <laughs> <laughs> but like you think about it like you know massive company leveraging this fantastic wealth of knowledge which is great but like if you really want to do good in the world donate like Google should be paying Wikipedia a fortune for this kind of data to be pulled in um, just pay and, like, them you know, something if, pay them a reasonable fee for being able to yeah. cite a source for the information as I said no problem getting the information. I'd like to be able to read the information, but like when we were all in college, we all had to cite our sources so that what we were saying wasn't nonsense and trying to pull the wool over our lecturer's eyes in order to get a degree for doing absolutely nothing. I'm going to be devil's advocate real quick and say, uh, were you actually allowed to cite Wikipedia as a source? 
I did product design as a degree. I could kind of do whatever the fuck I wanted. <laughs> well, <laughs> the rest your of the... degree that... John, John could cite John. There's no problem. <laughs> I, in fact, to be honest with you, one time I got away with quoting my own lecturer back to him. Oh. <laughs> Stroking the ego. Well. And then I went back to playing with my clay in the corner and they gave me a piece of paper and afterwards to say. you glue afterwards and some crayons. But yeah, I think Not kind of like what, on what, what, what Kim was saying there, like, you know, the, the information is there. Like, it's, it's up to us to go out and, like, read it. And, like, the likes of... Like, it's great to see YouTube do that and to bring in information, but I think they really should be supporting things like Wikipedia because, <clears throat> sure, Wikipedia, I could jump on there right now and, and change it and say things, but, like, Been there, done that. technically, like, a, lot, a lot of stuff on there is pretty damn accurate. And like you said, it gets people through college. Um, so, like, that's a really important wealth of, of knowledge for people. And maybe we need to start getting back to actually going and, and reading articles and, and like, I think one of the big things to come out of the, the whole Cambridge Analytica story is the importance of good old-fashioned investigative journalism. Like, you know, the likes of The Guardian, The Observer over in the UK. Yeah. Um, like, they're good old-fashioned print journals, not like those uh, trailblazing tech guys and, and ladies. Um, oh, thank and, you. <laughs> yeah, it was a good save, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, you did good. <laughs> <laughs> um we're not used to having girls around the place. <laughs> I've heard that all right. <laughs> John. <laughs> hey. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like maybe it's a it's a big tick in the box for keeping uh, good proper investigative journalism going, and maybe they're going to be the kind of thing that keeps everything honest going forward. But let's just hope that this whole scandal with Cambridge Analytica has been a kind of a wake up point. And yeah, like with, with GDPR coming in May. Like, you know, May 25th is going to come and like, you know, nobody should think that the internet is suddenly a, a safer place. It's not. It's still completely the wild, wild west. People will do anything they can with your data to do whatever they want with your data. Um, but what it, it gives you the right to kind of know what people are doing a little bit more, to understand it more. Um, so, yeah, I think if, if there's one thing you take away from, from this whole podcast tonight, if you're if you're still with us, well done. Um, is to yeah go and look at GDPR, look at what it means for you and stuff like that, and actually start. Well, yeah, jump onto Facebook, check out what apps you're connected to, like delete ones you you shouldn't be connected to anymore. Like I went into mine the other day, I've got like four hundred apps, and I have no idea what like three hundred and seventy of them are. Do a privacy check, review your app settings, do the privacy audit, clean up the mess. As you said, GDPR, what it'll give is the person a bit more of a right themselves and it puts a bit of onus on them that to be aware that the information is theirs and that it you know it, it it's up to them to kind of sheriff that themselves but it's also then on the company's behalf to be a bit more transparent and honest about what they're doing with it and like it, it is all good stuff uh, it's just a shame that this had to happen when it did but on the upside this regulation is coming in so this problem hopefully won't happen again, but maybe it's the wake up call everybody needed to be a bit more alert to what we're doing online ourselves, because once you put a picture up there, it's up there. That's it. Yeah, yeah, and like I, th I think it's I kind of like what with Facebook. I think it's a pity that it took so long for reactions to happen. Like you know, GDPR that's coming in. That's it's the second European data protection uh, regulation. The first one came in in nineteen ninety five. 
Um, so, like, just to give you a quick idea, in 1995, you would have been playing. <laughs> Jesus, um, you would have been playing. What? Holy shit! I was really bad at maths, and I think I was seven. Jesus. But I was also playing. Well, actually, I wasn't playing on. I really wanted a PlayStation One. I didn't get it for like two or three years, but that was the year PlayStation One launched. Mm-hmm. Um, Braveheart was in the cinema. Uh, Apollo 13 was in the cinema and Toy Story the first one had just come out that was a good day um, and the, the the breaking technology at the time was everybody is going to be using DVD in the future the Lion King didn't um, even exist. exist when that yeah actually yeah. That, that's, how, yeah. I, that's how I'm going to reference that the last time they changed the law on this whole sort of thing the Lion King didn't even exist yeah it did Lion didn't. King's 94 what are 95. you talking about is it Okay, I won't argue. Oh, if, if John just got a Disney date wrong, this is going to be hilarious. I'll be Googling. so depressed. Oh no, the pressure. It's Thank not, you. it's 95, it has to be. 94? Are you fucking kidding me? You know oh my know god, John. The year I was born, me and the Lion King came out. I'm going time. home and I'm never coming out. <laughs> oh my god, That's like if you go, if too. anybody... anybody Anybody who's listening right now, just go to the website and look at like an article John wrote. And down in his like uh, his author box, it actually he he's cited as loving Disney so much, <laughs> and now he just screwed up one of their most important movies of all time. It's probably one of my most important movies ever. I have Simba. <laughs> I have a Simba teddy I've had since about then, probably that sits on the front window of my car, and he hasn't left since the day I got my first car. <laughs> Do you know how depressed that is for me? <laughs> On the plus side, though, we totally just tied GDPR and the Lion King together, which is something I did not think would happen. I think that's ever been done before. We did something. No. <laughs> GDPR, <laughs> made, GDPR made simple through, through Disney. <laughs> Boom. Let's make it into a musical. Oh, my God. G, G, GDPR kind of sounds like Jafar. Ooh. GDPR. That's that. Sorry, that's really, really reaching. All I want to do now is sing a whole new world. I think with <laughs> I think to tie this all up before we actually finish and give out our social things and ask people to review us is we say that GDPR is going to be a whole new world. Oh no! It's so that's fantastic. So bad, John. <laughs> I committed. I went for it. I did it. Anyway, I think that on that note, we're probably it's a good time to end. Yeah. Could I ask one question before we finish up? Yes. So Kim and John. Oh my God, Kim John. Um, <laughs> <laughs> has that ever happened to you two before where somebody's went, oh my God, your name's Kim John? Actually, no, that's the first no. time and that's yeah. fantastic. Also, I'm half Asian, so that's hilarious. And, yeah, that is actually, yeah, <laughs> she's half Asian. And that's <laughs> Kim John Martin. Um, you, can be on, so, you can be young. <laughs> no, he can't. <laughs> we... we if your name is Young and you're looking to get involved with an Irish technology site, please do get in touch. We have a site. Um, <laughs> so, w- could you or would you delete your Facebook page? Do you want to delete on that one? Could I? Absolutely, yes. I don't actually use Facebook much other than Facebook Messenger just to be in touch with, you know, the old classmates and that random person that I talked to the one time, you know, on a night out. Like. But... Um, mm. Would I probably not? Just, I've had it for so long at this stage, you know. 
it's one of those things like it's a good way to stay in touch and i'm actually pretty careful of my privacy and my data and i'm yeah i'm not too stupid about it like so i, I don't really unlike me with my 400 apps yeah seriously i go through them like every month <laughs> and mm. i always have like my permissions up to date and everything so shame on you yeah no I, I, i'm sorry yeah. <laughs> no. and john no how would i get my latest goose daddy news Hey-oh, oh, shameless plug. Is that, is, is that a segue? I think that's a segue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I wouldn't delete it because, to be honest with you, like, I like, I like, like the likes of Messenger. Myself and Kim were playing Words of Friends there for a good few weeks. Disclaimer, uh, he quit because he couldn't win. I couldn't. I was also playing the same game <laughs> with Dean for a few weeks. Uh, those kind of bits and pieces. It's I not... was also playing with Dean and he also quit because, because he also couldn't Okay, win. we get it. <laughs> okay, I'm done. Um, but no, <laughs> no, I, I, I wouldn't. I, I find it's, it's probably, it, it is the most social way of keeping in touch with people who I other, w- wouldn't otherwise see. And yeah. I know a lot of people who who are living in Australia, family live in Australia, people that I know in Canada, in the UK and stuff like that. And it's just, it's a real handy place to be able to just, you know, go and chat to them or see what they're up to. And yeah, no, I wouldn't leave it just because of that. But I, I, I personally will probably be going, having a, a better look at my own privacy settings in the next day or so and updating a lot of that and being a bit more proactive around that side of things myself because i know i'll be i'm one of those people hands hands up who really when i see that privacy notification pop up on the phone i go yeah no swipe it away off the screen and i say i'll deal with it later and that was probably six months ago (laughs) yeah yeah no i'm I'm the exact same i'm like just log in with facebook like like permit grand permit 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 i don't care yeah um but yeah kind of i i don't think i'd i don't think i'd quit just yet um like it's it's really tied into pretty much my entire day is run on facebook from my day job to to goose and everything like that so it'd be kind of really difficult for me to actually work out how i'd keep running everything without facebook yeah i'd be the same that's the biggest sense but like then there is the the connected side of things like you know where you do keep in touch with people like facebook for all the negativity, it, it is a, a great platform. Um, it's just such a damn shame that they're idiots. Um, <laughs> yep. It's also a damn shame that we're all idiots. Yep. Yeah, there, there's me deflecting blame uh, to, to Mark Zuckerberg, who, yeah, still hasn't come out and said anything about this. But And as I said earlier, I don't think it's necessarily they're, 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 they're you know, company found a loophole and they got fucked. Yeah, I guess we can't. I can't keep trying to wash my hands of responsibility. Like you know, there's, I'm I'm the one that permitted all those apps um, to have access to my data. So uh, you heard it here first. Martin will be deleting lots of things from his Facebook, but not his actual Facebook. Uh, but no, the reason I ask is because there was a massive movement on Twitter earlier where like hashtag delete Facebook went crazy. Yeah. Um, well, of course, it would do that on Twitter because Twitter like yay more followers. I completely <laughs> yeah. hate Twitter. I hate Twitter. <laughs> I used to. I kind of like it now. Yeah, I don't mind it. It's I come in. I go in phases with this. Like Instagram and Facebook are my big, my big two social media platforms for me. I think. I, yeah, I'm enjoying Instagram a lot now. Also, Snapchat. I do a lot of stuff on Snapchat. 
Yeah. Snapchat makes me feel old. I don't get it. I just like sending people <laughs> pictures when I'm on the bowl. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It is true. Maybe that's why I stopped using Snapchat. That, that is probably why you stopped using it. But who said toilet humor ever gets old? <laughs> it got old a long time ago, John. <laughs> like back in 1994 when The Lion King came out. <laughs> right. Anyway, so to wrap this up, uh, you can you can contact us on Facebook, on Facebook of all places. <laughs> <laughs> we, we are still on Facebook. <laughs> yep. At goose.ie. You can get us on Twitter at g-o-o-s-e-d underscore i-e which obviously goose now instead of the three in the D you know update it's really funny saying that we're goose now instead of goosed <laughs> yeah it's the three and the E and it flips and it rotates you can also get us on Snapchat you can get us on Instagram you can get them pretty much on all social channels now right we're even doing a lot yeah and you, you, you can even download the goosed Facebook app which will do nothing dodgy to your data whatsoever wins all around that was a joke that fell in its arse. Thanks, guys. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so, anyway, we'll wrap it up and good night. Goodbye. So, thank you. Good luck. Thanks, guys. That was awesome. All right. <laughs>